What's up, After Buzzers? We're talking kidnappers. We're talking about the Getty house and the craziness happening there. Apparently, Getty and Penelope have not been intimate in a while. We're also talking $600 ransom and so much more. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. This song, I I really wanted to open it open with it because it just played such a huge role. That's probably my favorite scene. We'll get into overall thoughts and all that good stuff. Um, this was a good representation of this episode. Yeah. yeah. There was good music throughout. Like. Yes, I love this show. It's giving us good music. Uh, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for tuning in. We're here, episode four. So much to discuss. Uh, I'm your host, Juliet, and I have my lovely co-host to my left. Hi, are you doing, Mina? I'm doing awesome. Love good. the show today. Good, good, good. I'm Monique Loveless, and I'm doing great. I'm super excited to get into it. Good. So what, what were your thoughts on this episode? I liked it so much more than last week's episode. Really? Yeah, I really liked it way more. I mm-hmm. thought that there was a lot there. A lot of Italian, too. I was just <laughs> saying that, like, thank God I downloaded Duolingo. Because <laughs> I've been fresh enough on Italian. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was so good. Um, I, I actually did like this episode. Like I said, last week's episode was kind of, um, slow, but yeah, this episode picked up a little more. I don't know. I think I'm waiting for the, I'm an action person, so I think I'm waiting for all the action to take place, Mm so... I get what you're saying. It's yeah. true that this episode had way more meat in it. I feel like a lot, so many layers were cutting back between the kidnappers, the mom, Getty. So just a lot more there. Mm-hmm. In a way, I think last episode was very fast paced, but in its own different way. Yeah. And yeah, I really, really liked it. We, as you mentioned, open up, we, we have a lot of Italian mm-hmm. and we get to know a little bit more about these Italian men and their whole ordeal with uh, this kidnapping. What, you know, with just looking at this first scene, Were you thinking, okay, we're dealing with these guys who really know what they're doing, it's getting really intense, or were you seeing, ooh, they don't really know, are they in for something they're not really prepared for? Are you talking about when they take the picture initially, or are you talking about Primo when he's... I'm talking about Primo. This episode kind of opened up with Primo and his uncle, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um... I felt like Primo knew what he was doing, Mm -hmm. and the other people, the other two were a little bit more skeptical, maybe a little bit more level-headed, I'm not really sure, but just, you can tell that that scene really showed that Primo was, like, this alpha male that really needed to be in charge, very condescending in the way he talked to people, as if they were his inferiors, talking to his uncle like he's below him, it's just, there's, like, a clear lack of respect, and he walks in places as if he owns the place. So I think it's indicative of things to come Mm -hmm. and how his personality is really going to, like, show up at its worst. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe worse than what we've seen so far in this episode. Right. And Moni, do you think he's he's the guy for the job? Uh, Who, Primo? Mm -hmm. Um, Clearly he's the guy for the job. I think it's the people that he's surrounded by are kind of like, whatever. Whatever you want to do. I don't know if they're incompetent. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go that far, but I would say it's more like whatever you want to do. They're more of followers. I'm not really sure why. I never understood that. But they're more of like, you tell us what to do and we'll do it. Um, Maybe it's because they all feel like they're going to get a cut of the pie. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I yeah, he's definitely in charge. He's definitely the guy for the the kidnapping job. So but. the whole time I was thinking, and this might be a little naive, but I was literally thinking, why don't they just kill Primo? Like, what does Primo have? <laughs> no, I thought about they that, that too. Yeah, like, does is there someone else that would come after them? Were they to kill Primo? Yeah, those are what if questions I had because when they had the gun, I was just like, when he handed them a gun, it was just kind of like. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just kill him? Yeah. Like, so that, yeah, that was a huge question mark right there. Mm-hmm. I think he's such an alpha male, and he just in, is so imitating. To, uh, into, I can't find intimidating. intimidating. Intimidating for a lot of people, right? We've seen him kill a lot of people. It's only been a few episodes this mm-hmm. far. And, yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with him. He seems very connected. So, yeah. But uh, an opposite, we're going back and forth in this episode between the kidnappers and also the Getty House, which I know mm-hmm. was really lacking last episodes. Were yeah. you guys excited yeah. to see the Getty household again? It was so nice to have that brought back into the picture so you can see, like, the juxtaposition between this rich, wealthy family and then the conditions that Paul Getty III is living in. Mm-hmm. So it was a nice contrast there. It was. I'm glad to have it back in that uh, arena to the Sutton place. I love it. Um, the back and forth, like you said, had the juxtaposition, which is really, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like it mirrored a lot also about what's actually going on. Because tell me, okay, tell you, you guys tell me if you think this is a stretch, but I felt like the women, Getty's women, are kidnapped and they're living in their own kidnapping of their own. They obviously have free will, but we as we see more and more into this world, he knows when they leave the house, he, they're they're stuck in a way, and they're living in this own institution in mm-hmm. opposition with uh, Getty the right. Paul, who's yeah, who's kidnapped as well. Is that, that was a duality you saw? super I, I, interesting to me. I, I was like, like oh my gosh, when he when he named when he started naming the times. I was like, what's he naming the times for? And then he said, these are the times that you left out the house talking to uh, Penelope. Oh, a micromanager. And I was like... By the minute. Oh, my God. Yes. It's like 38, 37. 10, 38, 11, 11. <laughs> and I'm like, like, she can't leave the house? Like, that was, that was like an amazing, amazing... Um, like setting and that was really well I I was like oh wow I cannot believe that they're kind of in their own but then Penelope but yeah but Penelope said you it you you choose to be here yeah that was exactly what. so when she said that I was like it's like no one's telling you that you have to stay here nobody's telling you you have to stay here like it's kind of like Stockholm syndrome like they like empathize with their captor and they're just stuck there but they Mm -hmm. like it and they think you know this is like it's like a perk to be there it's like the beauty and the beast like I'm gonna be in the castle and enjoy this beautiful place but be miserable what is the point and then you you see Paul who's so happy with like the the little things in life like being in the river and seeing nature around him and you see how like all of these Italians are like oh Los Angeles what is that like what is this beautiful place like and it's just so funny how you know, they have when the you contrast. come from that, you don't really crave that anymore. You don't yeah. see it as this magical land. Yeah, and that's what I was saying, you know, a few episodes ago when it was kind of like, oh, are you in art? It's just kind of one of those things, like, you've seen it. So it's, I, I, the women, that scene was amazing to me because it did really just show how kind of everybody in this, Getty, he, he's he has this world that is just so kind of effed up. Like honestly, 
You have four women. You call them to the room. You're clocking their time. You're like, and it's like mentally, everyone around him is unstable. And it, it, it's just one of those things. Like even when they had their ransom note, they were just kind of like, um, is he going to like really no and they were like no he's he's going to be a grandpa he's going to like finally say yes i will give the money i will be there for you and he was just like you guys are trying to play me well i think think it's an it was an interesting thing that they brought up and we saw this with the mother and we saw this with getty at this time um prior to half towards the end of the episode Everyone, except for the mother, thinks that this is a a hoax, that this is not really going on. And as we see in one of the scenes, a lot of people always reach out to Getty because he is the most rich man on earth, Mm -hmm. asking for charity. And he always responds, I don't deal with charity cases. So he's dealing this as that situation. Yeah, because they had already informed, like, this is multiple times that they have said a kidnapping, and it really hasn't been. So I I, I don't... as a mother, of course, you should, all they have to do is name the dogs and she's going to be like, oh my gosh, you really have him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it is one of those things. Like, you have to really put yourself in, you know, the third, you know, uh, John Paul III, uh, well, the first one, senior, his shoes. Because it's kind of like, if you get these things, type of things all the time... Yeah, you can name some dogs, but you can look that up somewhere or you can figure that out some way or you could have been in contact with him. We don't know. He's on drugs. He's with everybody. Like, you know, so I can kind of get where he's coming from at first. Yeah. I yeah. Th- I think it is understandable. Um, we What I thought was also funny is seeing this poor lawyer who's been corrupt into dealing with this negotiation yeah. who definitely is becoming an alcoholic throughout the show. <laughs> Poor thing. But it, that also introduced with him calling and having so much trouble I proving. I was laughing so hard. I couldn't stop laughing. I literally rewound that mm-hmm. scene to watch it again because it was so entertaining when he was getting like really frustrated where he's like trying to get it in the newspaper. <laughs> this huge headline nope. story about J. Paul Getty third being kidnapped and the lady on the other end is like, would you like it to go in this section or in the sports section or in the news section? He's like, I don't effing care. Just get it in there. Fine. News. That's fine. And I (laughs) was dying And as entertaining as that was, it just was so layered because it showed that there's so many people out there doing this. Mm -hmm. It's a different time period, right? Mm -hmm. This is not happening now. This is happening years and years ago where you don't have... um, the media and the way we have do you have now you don't have social media you don't have all these things that right. where news travels really quickly mm-hmm. and it's a lot easier to pretend like you have the getty you know and so everyone wants a piece of the pie everybody wants some money and this uh the, his poor mother's getting calls all the time she was mentioning some were fake some were just jokes some people were just cruel and i just was like oh i was just cringing how do you know how do you know when they well, went to the dogs, that's yeah. You know. Well, she knew because of the dog names. But when, when um, she tried to introduce it, like I said, when she tried to introduce it to um, you know his grandpa early on, he still was just kind of like, well, he had something to do. I mean, clearly he's came and asked me for money. This is happening now. He like even if this is not. Like, even if this is real, it's still fake. Because, it's a snowball effect. Yeah, like, there are so many trust... That's so many trust issues there. So, 
it's kind of like, how do you get this man to really believe this? It's, I, I feel like it's a layer of things that you would have to do to really... Her, of course, she's she's vulnerable. She's his mother. It's just kind of one of those things. But the person who has the money, like, you're going to have to do a little more convincing. Right. Yeah. Um, another thing that we saw that I thought was interesting was you... Obviously, this kidnapping is going to take a while to get come to its end, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because we need a show here. <laughs> but also, um, you were mentioning earlier, it took about five months. It for th- five months. Right. Which is mm-hmm. a long time period to be kidnapped. That's why I was like, this is so inefficient. Like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Don't you want, like, five months? Like, how much are you spending keeping this boy alive at this point? And just dealing, like, the amount of time in five months, is it going to mirror like how much they get paid at the end like I don't know I know and it was the craziest thing it was I liked how they were doing the, those scenes and with the music with the song that we opened up with and it just shows just how it's just a waiting game right mm-hmm. the Getty doesn't Getty family isn't really sure this is actually happening uh, Paul's mom is sure and they're going back and forth with a negotiation and they're just waiting and with that um, some I won't say I would say friendships, right? Friendships are starting to be made between uh, Getty and the kidnappers. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about those relationships kind of coming to to, uh, to to place? It was kind of, I mean, obviously not ideal, mm-hmm. but like for the, the kidnapper kidnapped relationship. But it definitely makes for a more interesting story. I mean, I think it's nice to see that dynamic and the more human side of the kidnappers because instead of portraying these people as like black and white villain angel you kind of see that it's much more complex than that and these are people too even though their actions are terrible and they're following primo who's just this horrible you know ruthless like main head honcho in charge um but you kind of see that there is a more human side there and you see paul like so lonely kind of like befriending them in a way where they're where he's like oh do you want to be the best man at my wedding when I marry Martina make I'll introduce you to Mick Jagger yeah like it's just part of me is like is this Paul Getty the third being like crafty or is he genuinely just like trying to make a friendship to make the best out of his situation is he trying to like is this part of him like conning them or like trying to make his situation better or is he just trying to like deal with the cards that he's been dealt I feel like it's meant to be. It's kind of like if you're not really cut off emotionally and just like torturing and you're not in the room with this person all the time, like, of course, it's 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 less likely for you to build a relationship. But the fact that they're kind of like trying to fish together and find food and all of this stuff, I feel like they're you. I mean, it's meant to be. You're going to, you have nobody else around. So you're going to kind of get to know each other no matter what. Um, So, I mean, you have 24 hours throughout a day. How much can you really do? If If you really put, like, say we're all sitting here for 24 hours. I mean, eventually we're going to get to know each other because it's kind of like, what else do we have to do? Right. No phone, no uh, you know, no TV, no, no distractions. Podcasts? Can you imagine not having any podcasts like <laughs> no, that? No, like distractions. Nina, do you have a podcast you want to tell us about? There actually is a podcast I want to tell you about. It's called Conversations with Maria Menounos. It's really amazing. So if you want to have fun, learn, and grow in all aspects of your life, I highly recommend you check out this podcast. Um, 
You know, it's actually hosted by Maria Menounos, as the title suggests, who is our uh, AfterBuzz TV founder and host, and it drops every Friday on iTunes. It features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. So just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free, you guys. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know that it was the trust panel that sent you there. So just comment below and and let everyone know that that's how you found it. Uh, It's called Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Make sure to check it out because she has some amazing tidbits in there for everyone, honestly. Yeah, she really does. I feel like these poor people... I would have enjoyed listening to this podcast <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere. As beautiful as the landscape is, I'm sure they're getting bored as we've seen in this episode. Right, exactly. <laughs> a podcast would have been nice. It would have been nice, yeah. Um, and I would have learned English that way. Yeah. <laughs> Primo. <laughs> is it too much of a stretch to think, to say, tell me if I'm wrong or if you agree, that Primo is, in a way, Getty Senior? Oh my gosh. And you know, Paul and the, the guys helping him out, the, the co-kidnappers are his girlfriends in a way. It's the same dynamic as we're seeing at the at the, at Paul Sr.'s house. Do we see that duality between Paul? That's super interesting. However, I do think that Primo is way more ruthless than Getty. Really? I don't see a humane aspect in the way that Primo is being portrayed at all. However, I do see the humanity in Getty. I think with Getty, it's more about wanting to be right. And although both of them are motivated by money, both Primo and Getty Sr. are motivated by money, with Getty, he does want to do the right thing as long as it's portrayed the right way by the masses. Like, it's, it has to be interpreted the right way by the masses. So for him, when he says... Uh, I'll pay $600 plus expenses, it's because he doesn't want to seem like he's been a victim to extortion and that this is a negotiation, not an extortion. So he's very careful with how the public perceives him. Versus Primo, I think he just wants the money and that's it. And he demands respect in a different way through violence. With Getty, it's all through his words and his resources. Do you see see, uh, Getty having... (laughs) I can see it because he's super ruthless. Like, Getty is just as ruthless as Primo. It may be in different aspects, but they're both just kind of ruthless people. I don't feel like Primo is just ruthless. Like, he still has a humanized size. He was laying there talking with them at first before the $600, you know. I mean, he was literally laying there talking. And, and even... About the dogs? Even um, when they were outside. They, he That was Primo laying down on the grass and when the other was person talking. was translating for him. But they were yeah. talking. So when he asked him, to, when he did ask him to tell the story and it was about the dogs, it was one of those things where, yeah, you had to get information, but the way you did it was not as a kidnapper. Like, you didn't torture him. You didn't, you didn't tell him, like, if you don't give me this information, I'm going, like... Oh, wait for future he episodes. Really, That's why it's going to come out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, true, because now he's been tipped off the same way that Getty, if he's tipped off, he just cuts you off. Mm-hmm. So it's, it is the, it's the same balance of, of how they react. It's just how they react kind of differently. But with Primo, I mean, 
he's the same way. Like, he didn't rush in there and was like, I'm going to torture you. I'm going to do this. I need this and I need this. And, I, you know, trying to force information out of him. He's smart. He's, he's, he's a smart criminal. And I do see, I do see what you're saying. And I can see the similarities of their personalities and how they are both kind of like, these very complicated people. <laughs> yes. And that's why I feel like they're also kind of butting heads a little bit too. I, I see the, right. the butting both, of the heads. I, they're, like, both div- they're both driven by power and by money. Just the main mm-hmm. difference is that Primo is the type of person who will go out and shoot someone to get what he wants. Getty is the type of person that will pay someone to shoot that person for him. So Very one true. takes it into his own hands. The other knows the power of delegating to <laughs> Very his show. Well, and one has off. money and the other one is seeking money. <laughs> seeking yes. money. Yes. So it's, it is still different. But the fact that it all counts as one. Like you can pay somebody to go out and kill somebody, but you're still a corporate. Like the... Like if you you would be charged as an accessory if they found out that you you had somebody you know what I'm saying so yeah either way it goes you're dead <laughs> like well with that sentiment Mina uh, we see Chase mm-hmm. come back we thought we were done but no we're not done and he's going back flying back to Rome that's the moment when I saw some humanity in Getty because mm-hmm. Getty's lending his plane he's his Chase it's not like Chase is on on hold waiting to go to Rome. Chase is busy doing other things within the Getty family. He, he handles security, so he's always busy. So he's Getty's in a way sacrificing his someone he trusts to, to, who's supposed to work on his property right. to have him leave, to have him hop on a plane, which costs money, costs cost gas, even mm-hmm. though they own oil. They, you know, right? He's spending money. And I think it goes back to the point you were making earlier, Mina, that he it's how he's perceived. And he... Part of him wants to make sure that Paul's okay, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's not like he's written him off and does not care. He's putting measures in place. He just does not want to be extorted. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. Do you agree, Monique, or no? I mean, I can agree because at the end of the day, we all know what happens. I mean, he's let go. So there you go again. It's still the alignment of Primo doesn't really want to kill, you know, um, the third and I'm just calling the third. <laughs> Primo doesn't want to kill Getty the third, and in in some where weird, com- complicated way, Getty the senior does doesn't want to see him die. So, I mean. Who's going to take know. over Getty Oil? He needs his grandson. No, I think that's a great point, Mina, because that's true, though. Is there is it possible to say that that Getty still has a little bit of hope that Paul's going to turn his act around? No. No? No. 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 I don't Why even is think that? he's doing it for that reason. No. I think he's doing it. Like, if anything, I don't want to assume the worst in him, but say he does rescue J. Paul Getty III. I mean, we all know how the story ends in real life, but I'm saying it's still good PR for him because he did something good for his grandson and right. rescued him. So the headline is still going to be... J. Paul Getty Sr. rescues grandson and pays blah, blah, blah amount and negotiates amazingly to get his grand Whatever. Whatever the <laughs> right. story is. Well, right? which is really true because in the first episode, the notion of 
this family being struck by so much tragedy, yes, hurts him, but it's really established that he is just fed up. He's just like, why are we having all these tragedies and all these deaths and all these things happening? And it's tarnishing the Getty name. Mm-hmm. And that's, that holds a lot for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really does. It definitely does. <laughs> uh, before we head into predictions, the last piece I wanted to discuss was our lovely twins, uh, Martina, who's been who's dating uh, Paul. Paul had said before he left to go be fake kidnapped, which we all know then became a real kidnapping, uh, that he would marry her and they would move to Morocco, I believe, and live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. So, do we trust this Martina? <laughs> well, mean, Martina went to the now. police. So, her sister was a different story. Um, but Martina, when the mom approached her, Martina went to the um, police. So, I do believe that she she just, like she said, she just wants him back. And I do believe that she loves him. The twin, her sister, was a different story. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but- the, the twin's not as emotionally invested, so she can see things a little bit more selfishly. I guess they're both selfish in different ways. I mean, Martina has, like, she wants to have Paul back. Like, this is her, the love of her life. Like, she wants to get married to him, even if it means that... Really the love of her life, though? I Do you mean, really see... I think she really likes him. I don't know if she's the love of his life. She's I the love she... of his life, and I think she likes the idea of him... Um, yeah. But I think, of course, she's fearful of her own life. That That's why she didn't come forward previously. But now that she actually saw the picture of him being tortured, that's kind of the catalyst for, I need to do the right thing. This shouldn't be happening. I need to redeem myself for what I had previously done, and I need to help, even if right. that means jeopardizing my life in any way. The reason why I say is that really, okay, maybe it's maybe she's acting... With a little bit of delay, I'll give her that. But mm-hmm. the reason I was saying, like, is she really the love of his life? Like, I don't know if that's the love of your life. Why are you treating his mother so poorly? That's your future mother-in-law. She's ignoring her. She's not responding when this poor, and regardless of relationship, this poor mother is showing this terrible picture. She's terrified about the whereabouts of her son. And you have information and you're withholding that? That's well, you have personality. to. I don't know because if she loves him, that that's a that's a hard thing until because she acted like that until they saw the picture. But the thing is, is like she's holding the information because remember they had a plan and she wants to continue with his plan. She doesn't want to mess that plan up. Like they need this money. He has a plan in place. She's like, okay, I'm not messing up the plan just to tell your mom all this stuff. And so I feel like that's why she withheld the information and didn't really say anything. Right. So until she saw the picture and that's when she decided to go to the police and not not tell her because then if she she has to tell everything and then it's kind of like, well, do you if he really needs to be rescued now, we really need to get him rescued instead of saying, hey, this was a plan that we all came up with because we were cokeheads and we had to. Like, get money that we owed. Um, so, I don't know. I I, I still I still don't think that takes away from her loving him. I think, he, okay. I think she really loves him. That is, that is a good point because it's true that um, it's good to point out that she did not know. And in, in this storyline, now everybody's finding out that this is actually real and this is really scary. But it's true that much like Paul Sr., 
it she didn't have all that information so people are withholding but now that everything's kind of more and more exposed what are you guys' thoughts for the episodes to come let's head into predictions i can't wait to hear what you guys have to what you guys are predicting (laughs) what do you think is gonna happen predictions (laughs) all right monique tell me um, as we see in the next episode, I, I just feel like it, it, the climax is coming. Like, they're going to get more action. I really want to see the finger cutting off and all that stuff. I oh like God. action stuff. <laughs> so, um. I think it's an ear. Is it ear? His ear? It's an ear, which somehow okay. feels grosser. Yeah. That's <laughs> we can debate next even week. Even more. But as we see, his, the, the guy tries to help him and get away. Primo kind of maybe finds out because he, you know, picks up the phone and the mom is like, is that you? Um, and, you know, just kind of heading in, heading more into that direction. So I would like to see um, how Primo kind of reacts um, and how does he find them? Like, they sh- they left way before he got back, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are just kind of things that I think will go into next episode that I would like to cover and just see. Ooh, cool. I mm-hmm. like it. What about you, Mia? I want to see more of the relationship between Gail and Getty Sr. And then also Gail and Getty, the grandson, mm-hmm. um, to kind of establish. Because we know how much she loves him and... You know, we know the attachment she has for her for her son, but I want to like get more tidbits and like flashbacks into his early childhood. We got a little bit of that with the when he was talking about his different dogs and doing the puppet show. I want to see if he's going to open up even more or how that's going to go because I just want to find out more about Getty the grandson because they're saying like to him, "quote You're a little shit." End of quote. And, of course, they're going to think that of him because what mom and dad would only want to pay $600? Is that what he's worth? My favorite quote in the entire episode was when he said, I don't know what I'm worth. Because he really doesn't. Like, he doesn't have, like, this closeness to his family. But he's not a bad person either. I think just circumstances have made him kind of go on his own and venture out into the world and try to find himself. So, Is it debatable that he doesn't know what a lot of things are worth? He doesn't know his worth, but with all the money in the world that some one day is accessible to you, one day is not, mm-hmm. do you really have a notion of what value is? I feel like he kind of does, because it's different if he grew up in extreme wealth. He never grew up with his grandfather being around. Like, he grew up with his mother who was struggling all the time Right, but didn't he have the grandfather and the Getty name in the back of his mind? Everyone, yeah, he's everyone always knows had who that. He is. Everyone mm-hmm. knows who he is. And, you know, even though he, he came up with this idea of the kidnapping and all this stuff, I feel like it's always been in the back of my mind. Do you think it I'm is. wrong? No, I think it's always been in the back of his mind. This is my question. When is the father going to get involved? Yeah. Like, where's dad? Where's real dad? <laughs> like, um... So that that's my thing, but I he's always yeah he's always had that notion because he's tried to run from it, so it's always there because he's trying to get away from it. So he every knows time he can't yeah every time he stresses that I I don't want to be that I want to get away from it I try to get away as far as possible that's because it's always in his mind right mm-hmm. and I love your idea of flashbacks I would love to see that more um, how this divorce came about what is Gail's relationship with Getty. 
at, to this day, how much, you know, did he like her pr- during the marriage? Did he, now where does it stand? I think that's a great point. You know, I would really love to see that. Another thing I would love to see, we saw a bit about uh, in this episode, was more into the relationship between Getty and uh, Penelope. I would really want to see more of how that's kind of going to evolve. Yeah. She got... I feel like Penelope might be discovered for being... Um, having extracurricular activities. <laughs> Extra- yeah, exactly. Extracurricular um, activities. I, I think she, she was definitely. fearful of that because one of the other women... Like, I think she thought one of the other women was insinuating that she was having an extramarital affair by questioning, like, her Where whereabouts... But then it just came back to oh she was just being paranoid in that moment. That's not what I was don't know really because happening. Getty was saying like you're you're out of town a lot like for diff- uh, always doing different affairs and I was just like oh affairs is he saying she's having an affair? It's like no it's like a business it's an it's an affair it's an event. Mm-hmm. But yet he's pretty suspicious and mo- so I would like to see more about that. I want to see more mm-hmm. about how she fell in love with her other side piece. Mm-hmm. I want to see that dynamic. I want to see maybe how she used to be with Paul and how these women were introduced. Mm-hmm. Has it always been like this? Is it something that happened overnight? Is it something that she was prepared for? Was something that she was not? He, in this episode, said that she was his favorite, but yet we see a lot of tension in terms of this physical physicality. Mm-hmm. She tries to really make out with him, and he doesn't let that happen. Mm-hmm. So, And that, his line, he's so convincing and persuasive. The fact that he would say... You know, oh, these women I just spend time with at night, but you're the one that I really love during the daytime, right. and that's what matters most. That is such that's an f boy type of line. <laughs> like, who says something like that? Paul Getty is an f boy. He really. I is. wrote that quote down. I thought that was <laughs> spending a night with a woman is easy, but with whom to spend the day—that is the real challenge. <laughs> what a little con artist. <laughs> I mean, I would slap anyone who said that to me. Oh my god! So twisted is that the way the way that scene unraveled. It seemed as if it was kind of sweet. It was as it was happening. I was like, "Oh, that's sweet." And then as it's done, you're like, "Wait, how am I saying this is sweet? This is so messed up." You know why it's sweet? It's because he never shows an ounce of affection. That the one like little glimmer of affection you see, you're like, "Oh." He's not that bad after all. Like, oh, he wants to pay $600 for his grandson. He's not that bad after all. It's because he's such a ter- He's been portrayed right. as such a terrible person that now any, like, mediocre thing that he does that's remotely in the positive, like, skews positive, we're like, wow, he's actually not a bad person. Well, the thing is that with that scene, I was just like, okay... He he has some kind of real marriage with her. They're real. They ha- they're a family. They're there for each other. He says that she's his, her favorite, his favorite. So okay, I see that. And he just likes to have a verity when it comes to his sexual partners. At least he's open. I, I kind of starting to get this dynamic. But just that that kissing scene, I was just like, wow, you're just so insulting because you you like her as a friend and as a wife, but not really as. A sexual being, and that must really, really hurt. So, anyways, for my prediction, and and what I would like to see more of is that is how did this relationship come about? And yeah, that, that'd be really, really exciting to see. In the meantime, guys, also please make sure to go on our iTunes, leave a comment there, tell us your thoughts on what what predictions you would like to see, your thoughts on the episode, your thoughts on our after show, and also go on YouTube. And like us, leave a comment there too. We look at both. We enjoy reading both. Leave one there and one in the other place. And also while you're at it, 
After Buzz is so cool. They have so much, so much content. And we know what? Let's as are we sign off. What are you guys? Are, what shows are you guys up to? Tell the people where they can find you and what shows they can watch more of you and your opinions about. Right, I'm Anika Loveless, and you can find me everywhere on all social media platforms at Miss Mo Loveless, and that's M S Mo Loveless. And I am doing the after show for uh, The Voice every Tuesday, and it's super exciting, so that's fun. Oh, fun. And I engineer that show. I, I, mean, I help produce it, and she does do a good job, and you guys really should check it out because it's yes, really thank fun. You. Mina, what about you? Hey, everyone. I'm Mina. You can find me on social media at Mina Makes Magic, and you can also catch me uh, hosting the panel for Rise every Tuesday at 9pm. Very, very neat. Well, you guys, I uh, you can find me, I do the Tomorrow Show with Kevin Undergaro, who's our founder, and which is on Wednesdays at 7pm, so you can watch it live or on demand, as you please. And yeah, make sure to come back next week and check us out. We really, really enjoy doing this show, and we enjoy mostly talking to you guys and conversing with you guys. So please, give us all the feedback. You can do that also on uh, After Buzz's Instagram, After Buzz's Twitter, and also if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, I'm at Bonjour Juliet. See you until next time. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.